What an incredible time this is. Uh, it looks like Gemini was uh, racist against white people, and it could only make black people look good. So people decided to make it make prompts about white people doing traditionally black things. It was asked here on Gemini, please make a king of England, a British king eating a watermelon, and you have it there, folks. That is what British kings look like, and apparently they were for that watermelon. My name's Elijah Schaefer, and we're talking about our top story today, which is absolutely insane, unless you live in the United States. It turns out that the Democratic mayor handed out $10,800 for economic equity program that ended up funding lavish five-day trips to Miami's. This was for poor black families, and nothing says I'm poor, I'm a victim, than spending your money, you dumb fucking white bitch. Exactly. You work for their enjoyment. What? <laughs> you just want to keep your money? You just want to live in peace? You just don't want to spend money on endless wars? You must not be a patriot. Because damn it, CPAC is going on. They're celebrating Shabbat as we speak. And remembering that you're a fucking slave. And so eat your goy slop and shut the hell up. We've got a great show for you today. My name is Elijah Schaefer, as I said. Let's start the show. As I mentioned, my name is Elijah Schaefer, and I'd like to welcome to the show comedian and podcaster. He hosts a regular show on uh, Compound Media. He's amazing, talented, and of course, a bit of a revolutionary. Anthony Cumia, welcome to Nightly Offensive. Thank you uh, for having me, Elijah. Awesome, man. I liked your uh, your warm up there. I just read that story today, and uh, you know, surprise, not surprise. I know you said it's not surprised. By the way, the chat wants to know if this is a pre-record. No, this is not a pre-record. You're getting the real live from, uh, you moved from New York, right? So to give people a little background, tell us who you are. Uh, tell us your background. I know you just moved recently. Give us uh, an update. Yeah, yeah. I've been in radio and various forms of broadcasting for many years. I was part of the uh, Opie and Anthony show for uh, many years, Boston, New York City. And uh, then I got fired, of course, from a Sirius XM satellite radio about 10 years ago for uh, stating the obvious and truth about uh, violence in the black community when I was uh, assaulted in Times Square uh, and uh, committed the crime of actually writing about it on my Twitter account. Uh, it was a little too much for XM, uh, Sirius XM satellite radio to deal with. So uh, they fired me. I started up Compound Media about 10 years ago and uh, just figured, uh, screw it, I'll do my own thing. And I've been doing that for 10 years. It's been great. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I uh, am now. I uh, moved, though, from, from New York City uh, to South Carolina. I'm right outside of Greenville. I love it. I never thought I'd leave New York. I thought that was where you had to be when you were broadcasting in any way, shape, or form. That was the number one market. And uh, there was equity in having the New York address. Uh, all that stuff. And then that just became uh, bullshit. There's no reason to be in New York anymore unless you want to be assaulted, robbed, raped, or uh, the other uh, many numbers of crimes that could uh, befall you just walking down the streets uh, as a citizen of uh, New York. 
Well, I don't know why you'd want to move out of big cities, actually. Uh, I had just seen this video here. I wanted to watch this from, uh, this is the NYPD. If we can bring this up on the screen, Brian. You know, things are actually doing well in New York. Things have gotten cheaper. They're so cheap. They're actually free. Here's a videotape of $51,000 of Gucci merchandise uh, being donated to a to a nonprofit for young scholars and uh, unruly teens. Check this out. Uh, go ahead, Anthony. What do we see going on here? Can you tell us uh, the be the beautiful culture that well, we're seeing? Well, yeah, this displayed? is uh, has been set up through uh, the city, uh, obviously taxpayer funded, and uh, it's a place where young uh, future scholars and doctors and astronauts and airline pilots can uh, you know get the, the the materials they need to then trade it in for food for their children and uh, a roof over their head and things they drastically need and cannot get in this systemically racist country yeah and also i was going to say it's pretty cool too because a lot of times traditionally you had thought in america that it was you had to work hard you had to make money you had to move up in life maybe even overcome racial stereotypes but what i think is the most beautiful part about this is that life in america is actually getting easier it's getting so easy because uh now everything is just do whatever the hell you want and there's no consequences especially if you are blessed with a lot of melanin, which I just got to say, it's the first time in my life I realized more than a degree and more than uh, hard work, just be black or Jewish. And basically you aren't responsible for anything bad you do and you can do whatever the hell you want. It's a pretty good deal for at least them. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? I mean, and, and look, us, uh, those of us that have just the slightest bit of common sense and, and rational kind of uh, uh, th thought process saw this coming a mile away. When, when the lootings were going on during uh, the various riots uh, over the course of the past years, uh, based, of course, on, on poor black people that had been uh, killed by the racist police departments, not completely legitimate uh, uh, police interactions with some of these violent, deadly criminals. We're talking about uh, uh, riots uh, where looting was going on, burning was going on. And then uh, what happened when, when nobody was sentenced or nobody was even uh, 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 prosecuted for these crimes? People with a little bit of common sense said, huh, I bet this will get worse. I bet when people see that they could do this with impunity, more of it's going to happen and it'll only get worse. And lo and behold, here's where we are right now with, by the way, no light at the end of the tunnel in sight. I don't see uh, anybody addressing the real problem here, which is, hey, blacks, you got a problem in your communities. Uh, you got a problem with violence. You got a problem with theft. And no one wants to bring that up and actually discuss it. I tried. I tried 10 years ago and they threw my ass out of Sirius XM satellite radio. Well, I we say they have a problem, but I think, uh, sir, officer, you might be the problem as we're going to talk about the main story. But a New York Post reported that an on-duty cop was arrested for shoplifting while in uniform and saying this is embarrassing for the department. But I like it, Anthony, that we continue to talk about, you know, America is going downhill that Americans are out of control, that what cops are embarrassing us. 
but I'm feeling like there's some sort of similarity between all these stories, but I've been eating too many Cheerios and getting the goy slop into my body that my hormones have been blocked, and I've been watching too much gay porn, which of course is just what they're showing on ABC7 these days. Uh, <laughs> it's not I'm looking it up, it's just what they force feed you. I'm gonna take that back, and I'm not talking about adult programming, it's when I watch... Uh, you know, KCET in the morning with my son. And then um, sometimes we turn it on, Sesame Street, then there's some gay shit going on, some people fucking, and we move on with our life. Bert and Ernie, actually, last Sesame Street, were uh, having uh, gay sex. So it was unfortunate. Oh, but as I move into that and I enjoy the experience of being, uh, uh, you know, absolutely uh, denigrated, I start to ask myself the question, um, what is the similarity here between these continued stories? Because last time I was told that, you know, it couldn't be what I'm thinking, because these people have been a blessing to society. They're a blessing to our communities. And in fact, we should get more of them. And we are bringing more of them into tunes of seven to 10 million just in the last three years. God, God forbid we ever uh, do anything about this, right? Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I I've noticed a trend myself. I've noticed certain similarities in a lot of these things. Um, but I tell you, I'd like to say something about it, but I get worried because I've seen some black women, especially they post things on Twitter to the effect of, well, you better watch out white people. Or one of these days we might decide to hold a boycott and not do anything for a, a day or a week. Not, uh, we won't be able to enjoy the, the, uh, uh, um, byproducts of their work ethic and uh their communities and what have you and i don't know what we do if black people just one day decided not to do anything just to uh not lift a finger not help uh maybe not uh not shoplift i don't know what it is but boy that's a scary prospect isn't it mm, yeah it is a scary prospect so let's talk about the story for today which is really interesting and I genuinely find it to be uh, somewhat predictable. Fox News reports a Democratic mayor handed out $10,800 for economic equity program that funds a lavish five-day trip to Miami. What's insane about this, before we even talk about the details, is that this happened a while ago and we mentioned it on the show before. Mm. So this is not the first time that we've actually talked about this, but it's just hitting the mainstream news. And it and it blows my mind that it takes so much time for a story like this to get into people's eyes. Because when you look at this, it says here, in terms of spending your money, I wanted to blow it, I wanted to have fun. And that's, the, that's what I wanna point out as we read this, is that we tend to think of people as victims in our society, Oh, if you're poor, you're a victim. If you're black, you're a victim. If you're this or you're that, you're a victim. The reality, like I said, is, is that people don't hate gay people because they're having butt sex. <laughs> they hate gay people because they're coming after their children. They're trying to come onto their children physically. Yep. And they're also trying to come after their faith. So when you come after people's sacredness of the holiness and their innocence, they're going to want to kill you, actually. <laughs> And they're going to want you to die. So it's not that they're upset that you are different than them. They are upset that you are indifferent to them in the fact that you don't care about their suffering. So they also don't care back about yours. And so you see this blatant Anthony like, I spent the money, fuck you. 
And they say that because there will be no repercussions. Yeah. It's so obvious because we've seen this before. And when I read the story earlier, that's what got me too. That got me is the complete lack of any sorrow or remorse or anything for doing this. There's not one statement in there where this woman says, hey, you know, I screwed up. I was so tempted. I'm not used to having money. The money was there on that. Nothing. It's like, yep. That's what I did. And she's bragging about the money she spent on all her kids' new clothes to go on this vacation. She took her kids and her, her uh, baby daddy and everyone down in Miami for this lavish vacation uh, that cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, when she received this money, this taxpayer money, that was supposed to be because she was impoverished. And she was one of these families that these ridiculous social programs that these liberals put out there uh, deemed worthy of being uh, subsidized. And uh, they gave her the money. And what did she do with it? What did she do? Immediately bought clothes, got her hair did, got her nails did, and went on a, a, a multi-thousand dollar vacation with her kids and new clothes. And, um, you know, screw the the taxpayers that paid for it. Because in her mind, like a lot of people in the black community, uh, she deserves it. That's why there's no remorse. That's why she's not saying, oh my God, I got caught. Oops, what should I say? What's the excuse I should say? Because she deserves it, Elijah. She earned that just by being black and, and the suffering of this horrible racist country. She earned that money. She get her herded and she earned it. She doesn't get herded. It's so good out here. I got a, I got a Southern accent right now because I got to give a huge shout out to our sponsor for today, which of course is a company that is also a small business and is one of you guys who decided that you wanted to, to, to contact your tribe, your people here on the show with a small business that's supporting a family and of course is made with products that you can know and love. I'm talking about fruit gravy. These are jams, pickles, jalapenos that are made from natural ingredients with no added chemicals. They don't have disgusting at like tons of added sugars or anything like that. These are things that you would feed your child that I feed my son. But most importantly, it's not just that I enjoy them, he enjoys them, but I've given them to my mother-in-law, I've given them to my wife, and let me tell you a little bit about them. So this is pretty simple. All right, basically this. So this is the mango habanero uh, jam, uh, and okay, white people just know this is not pepper spicy. This is like um, hotter hotter than like um, sriracha. Like this is very, very spicy, uh, like habanero spicy. This goes really good on steaks. I've been loving this. You can see inside, it has amazing color. Uh, it is absolutely delicious. And I didn't use a lot, even though I've been eating it probably every other day because it is that spicy. So it's a good deal. Plus, my mother-in-law loves this, or as we call her, my mom-in-law. This is the apple butter. This is essentially like putting a cinnamon roll on your bread, but you don't have to have all the calories because it's just like whole fruit and it's only 15 calories. So this is absolutely delicious. Plus my son, as I mentioned, prefers the blueberry cinnamon jam, not only because these are hand-drawn designs, but also because 
it has whole blueberries. Now, I already finished the pickles, so the spicy pickles were bomb. Some of you guys got the jalapenos. You should check it out today, 25% off with my promo code OFFENSIVE at fruitgravycompany.com. The link's in the description, F-R-U-I-T-G-R-A-V-Y-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y.com. Guys, we're only selling this for one more week here, so get 25% off. Check this out right now. Lastly, I just want to show this on the screen. You can get the pickles here. I got the spicy dill pickles, which were extremely amazing. They're garlic dill pickles, but you can get everything else as well. Go to Fruit Gravy company.com promo code offensive for 25% off support one of the SOBs and it's freaking delicious too. So it's nutritious and we like to sell healthy things here. And we've been getting in a, in a mode on the show of like selling like grass fed beef and homemade jams and that kind of stuff, because I really know that our health is important and I don't, I don't want to take it lightly. So let's talk about this. All right. Anthony Cumia, comedian, compound media host, podcast host you can find the links to all of his social media you've got to support him because like uh, many of us he is canceled for noticing too much he's oh, yeah. notices too much all right let's talk about this all right washington dc uh mariel bowser remember who shut down dc during this time distributed thousands of dollars to low-income moms with no strings attached as a part of an equitable economic recovery strategy uh to offset the cost of child care in at least one case the taxpayer dollars were used to fund a lavish trip to Miami. Notice it says at least in one case, not only in one case, because this is just what they're willing to tell us. Mm. Here's how it goes on further to say that the direct cash payments were part of a pilot program to determine whether the flush of cash could demonstrate economic improvements among participants. Additional cash has allowed women to achieve further financial stability, financial security, food security, and health insurance coverage Bowser offers had claimed, but the economic policy expert told Fox News Digital that the policies were a misdirection of funds that should otherwise be used for public safety and education. All 132 mothers who participated in the program were able to choose whether to receive monthly payments of $900 or to get $10,800 in a lump sum, which was a unique feature of the DC pilot, according to the Washington Post. So Anthony, you know, before I even get your take on this, two things that I just want to note here. Um, I really love this long paragraph describing what they used to call back in the day um, marriage. Like, <laughs> you know, they got cash. Women were getting cash so that they could achieve financial stability, financial security, food security, and health insurance. Also called be motherfucking my wife, being Kez. That's called being a wife. This is, I, this is not beating a dead horse here, but I think this is clear. The government wants to be the bitch's hubby. They want to be the man, right? Absolutely. That's why we have all these programs. That's why all of the, the hardworking people that pay their taxes have to sit back and watch uh, uh, leeches and burdens like this woman uh, soak up their tax money. Uh, and there's really nothing you could do about it. That's why these politicians, when they supposedly are elected as representatives of the people, I don't know who they're representing. It certainly isn't the, the people that are working hard and paying those taxes so that this bitch can go on a, a lavish Miami vacation with uh, her, her baby daddy and her uh, babies. It's, I think the second part that I want to bring up on that too, like you mentioned, was not just that they want to do that, but with the money going to people's pockets, that means black people are only treated slightly better than illegals, which is not good because illegals are getting ten thousand yeah. dollars for for cards, and blacks are only getting ten thousand eight hundred. It it's really sad to me because 
we're almost treating illegals as good as we treat blacks. And now white people are paying for it, so we're treating them the worst. But we've got to get the illegals up there because if we're going to make white people feel bad, look bad, if we're going to ruin white people's lives, steal from them, redistribute their wealth, it looks like we need to make sure that we bring equity to every minority and victim group possible. And we don't let one steal from the whites more than the other. And the Asians too, by the way. They are stealing from the Asians. I just want to throw that out there. The Indians stink like shit, but that's because they're Hindu and they don't have hygiene. But but, but Asians, I've always mentioned, they're not going to kill you on the street, but they will take over your Albertsons grocery store and turn it into a store that makes your whole neighborhood smell weird, but they're not going to kill you on the street. Anyway, side note, isn't that make you sad, Anthony, that we really haven't done a, a better job at taking more money from the whites? I feel like we should up the illegals to 10800 so we can steal a little more. Well, it does make me feel good that we have a new classification of people, these illegal aliens, uh, migrants, excuse me. I don't know what got me there to say illegal aliens. The migrants, uh, it does, uh, it makes me feel good that uh, it's a, just another category of people that are uh, uh, living off of white people's hard work in this country and uh, paying taxes and these crooked shit politicians that are taking the money uh, and just doling it out to people that are nothing, nothing but a detriment to our society. Murderers, thieves, rapists, what have you. Uh, they are uh, destroying the country, and we're footing the bill. We, we have to smile and pay those taxes lest we become criminals and actually go to jail, unlike the uh, uh, criminals that are uh, black or migrants um that just get out the same day and uh continue their career of uh, larceny so uh yeah yeah it does my heart good though that white people are uh, being uh, shit on even more that's why i wanted to to bring this up in terms of uh celebrating because i mentioned with asians i was getting asians backs because black people uh while they steal money primarily from white people they do like assaulting asians right so that's mm -hmm. a top victim status oh yeah there was this clip that came out uh that was posted by the asian crime report which is a nonpartisan group that reports asian crime and uh they posted a black female city worker in chicago interrupted a lion dance for the chinese new year this reeks of anti Asian racism and on this week's report of is this really anti-Asian racism let's watch this and see what we see do we agree so normally I don't um, record people but I just couldn't um, stay quiet on this one um, if you kind of notice a Chicago worker interrupting what is a Chinese blessing for a business? And they go around um, doing a dance. Um, I don't know um, specifics as to their tradition. Um, but in this case, you see a Chicago worker just not budging or moving, um, just disrespecting the whole tradition um, and she doesn't seem to be hiding it you can see that she stands by the door knowing that the, the dancers went in these dancers by the way 
are, um, one is, two of them are young children, and the others are, like, uh, young men. Um, and they're inside doing their... Can we ask what's going on here? So I'm, I'm very confused, and I don't want to, uh, be racist here, because God knows this show, uh, is intentionally anti-racist. <laughs> we, it's our number one thing that we like to fight against on the show. But what is this black woman doing? Obviously, she works for the city or something, I'm presuming. She's got a yellow vest on, so you know she can get in wherever she wants. She's got a tiny broom. Is she a city worker? Like, I don't understand what's going on here. I thought she might have been security security for uh, the store or whatever that is that she's in front of, uh, whatever the Chinese people are trying to bless. Um, regardless of what she is, you could see what she's doing. She's trying to intimidate. Uh, she hates anyone that isn't her or isn't her race, because that's uh, the status quo there. Black women are perhaps the most racist people you will ever, ever come across um, in, in life. And uh, they despise uh, Asians, white people, of course, and uh, everything that any other race of people do, uh, they they cannot stand. But but. Also, they hate each other because, in essence, I guess they hate themselves because you'll see black women throw down with each other at the drop of a weave. They are uh, going after each other. So, yeah, in this case, I think it's just her anti-Asian prejudice, and uh, she's going to try to intimidate them with uh, a broom, which, uh, oddly enough, she flies away on later in the uh, video. That's what I was going to say. You know, I, I I don't know what to do with these people. So I've decided to blend in. My son uh, grew up rather quickly and uh, he started his own channel to try to fit in in the modern culture. Uh, here it is. You can subscribe to it. 716. Uh, and he's like, he's, you know, he's just here hanging out, making his content. And I liked, you know, people were really mad about this channel and they were saying, is this real? And it's like, yeah, of course he's a real brother here. And uh, and I'm very happy about this. But these people are unable to be reasoned with. And that's kind of the the, the today of, of talking about this. Is people, uh, some guy wrote in, in one of my um, comments. He was like, you know, I used to like you a lot. And then you got on this, you got, he said, you got on this race shit. And I uh -huh. can't listen anymore. And I said, I literally wrote him. I, I felt bad because I could tell you know, this is a typical boomer moron. He could be young, but he's got the boomer moron mindset. Yep. And I said, buddy, I'm not here. Can you take that off? I don't, that doesn't need to be up on there. Um, I said, I said, uh, you know, buddy, uh, I'm not on a race shit. I don't know if you noticed, but your country let in 7.8 million low IQ people from countries that don't share your values or your heritage. Mm. Corporations just admitted to anti-white hiring practices. The Supreme Court just won a victory against anti-white enrollment practices in universities. One out of three hiring uh, agents said that they discriminate against white people. Uh, mm. Equity and loan uh, and, and loan sharks said that they are told to discriminate against white people. I go, I didn't get on some white shit plus i said ai is literally getting exposed for being <laughs> overtly racist might i remind you they're not fixing it to be not racist just less overtly racist yeah i go i didn't get on race shit i didn't become racist i didn't i didn't do this they're trying to erase us they're trying to erase you and then he's like yeah well either way i'm not gonna get on that and it's like what is going through these people's minds where I'm going, dude, 
your house is on fire. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but I'm just not into that firefighting shit. And you're like, I look, no, I don't want to be a firefighter either. I just want to make videos. Unfortunately, your house is on fire. So you have a choice. You either join the fight or your house burns down. And they go, yeah, buddy, I'm just not into that. And it's like, I don't know what to do with these people, man. Elijah, I, I swear you sound like you're describing my life people that I deal with on a daily basis doing my show. Uh, you know, I get it all the time. You know, what do, why, why do you care so much? It doesn't affect you. You live down there now in South Carolina, you have a nice house you do. And they bring up uh, every reason why you should just be this smiling, oblivious idiot that walks around, not caring about this stuff because it is affecting me. It's affecting our country and, uh, our future, my money, my hard-earned money is being used to subsidize this fucking nonsense. So, yeah, it does affect me. How do you not get pissed and get involved and speak your mind about it uh, is my question. They, they ask you why you're so concerned about it. Why are you not? This is something that is huge. When, when Like, I have to fly back into New York on Sunday for a week. I don't want to go. I don't want to walk those streets because uh, there's a, a chance. I'm not even going to say a good chance, but a chance more than I want to uh, gamble with that. I'm going to get cracked over the head with a lead pipe or a cinder block or stabbed or pushed in front of uh, a subway. Uh, I don't want that. And, and I'm not just going to be silent uh, about the risks that are inherent with walking around in a population of a lot of uh, criminals. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bring it up. And, and I, 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 I'm amazed as you are that more people aren't cognizant, cognitive of this and, and trying to at least talk about it. See, and what I think is crazy to me is like our country has real problems and, um, you, uh, what's going on right now is CPAC and I'm actually decent friends with Matt Schlapp. I'm not going to talk crap on CPAC. I spoke at CPAC actually last year. Uh, I doubt I'll be getting invited ever again. And I don't really care. Uh, because it doesn't really matter to me. I do. I, we are building a parallel economy, but you reminded me speaking of New York, uh, and what's going on. It's, it's insane to me how out of touch everyone is. I saw this clip. I think that's Tommy Lahren. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the pro abortion chick. Um, and the, the, the conservatives love that, right? All the networks love the chicks that like to kill their babies. Why? Because they can fuck them on the side and they can dispose of their children, uh, when, when they don't need them, which is how these girls get ahead. Not saying Tommy did that because Tommy will sue anyone who says anything about her. So obviously Tommy just believes in abortion, but she never had one. But she really fiercely believes in it and not shaming people uh, for abortion, but never had one. So good for her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so so that's good. Good. However, uh, Fox News thinks that, you know, the way we're going to win the election is because uh, black voters will move to Trump because black people love sneakers, which, by the way, is kind of based like the out of touch white guys in New York. That are just like, yeah, the blacks love sneakers, which is true. <laughs> but like their city is falling apart. And this is the kind of shit that they're dishing out to the country. Listen, even the sneaker thing. I was on social media last night. Very interesting. As you see, black support eroding from Joe Biden. This is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the you know, th this is a big deal, certainly in, in the inner city. So when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. The culture always trumps politics. And Trump 
understands culture like no politician I've ever seen. Question for you on that point, though. Yeah. Will the people that are excited about the sneakers and excited about Donald Trump, will that translate into them going out and voting for Donald Trump? Well, anybody willing to put 400 bucks down for a pair of sneakers? Yeah, I think that's commitment and love. I it's hope something. You're right. It's something. It's affection. Even the sneaker thing. All right. I was on Where social media I last pause night. Pause that. Night. It is funny, right? It's like, you know, I think we're going to be okay, though. Because those blacks, they love themselves a pair of sneakers. And they do. And they and I mentioned this many times, so I don't want to tell the story a lot. But as I mentioned, my wife's first, uh, she's Australian. And uh, her first interaction with a shooting in a mall was in Arlington, Texas, when I went to go buy some sneakers. And mm. I wanted a pair of sneakers. Uh, I don't, I don't, I usually don't buy a lot, but they don't usually have my size. But um, everybody knows that the mall in Arlington, Texas always has your size because they have all the sizes because they have every sneaker in stock because it is a very cultured area and those <laughs> people love sneakers. So if you need a pair of Nikes or something in a right size, hell yeah, go down there. They'll have it in your size. It's everything's in stock. There happened to be a shooting. And as we were at, you know, getting evacuated out the, uh, the stock room, everyone was, was looting the stock room uh -huh. as we were exiting for the shooting. That was a really nice cultural experience for her uh, in America. And it's, you know, it's beautiful. And the cops w didn't know whether to run in and try to stop the shooter or try to tackle people running out with loot. Yeah. And it's like, hell yeah. They do love sneakers, though. That's true. Yes, they do. Did, did your wife go, I nigh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I nigh. What's they love doing that. Why are they stealing oh, all the sneakers? <laughs> <laughs> they do talk uh, like, they do talk like that out here, too. It's like, uh, they're like, nah. but I, I do think they don't have the same kind of blacks. They do have aboriginals, which are arguably in some ways more difficult to deal with because oh, yeah. they're more costly per capita, right? They cost more per the 60, they spend $60,000 per aboriginal of taxpayer money in this country. Yeah. Yeah. G Gavin uh, McGinnis has told me that the, uh, the aboriginals, you literally have to put signs up that say, do not sleep in the roads. Like, don't just fall asleep in the middle of a highway. <laughs> so I, I would think it's like having maybe some um, some uh, uh, mentally challenged children running around that you have to deal with, which is a lot like our American uh, blacks. Uh, very childlike, spiteful, selfish. They uh, just will repeat the same shit over and over again. Um, don't don't seem to have any guilt or remorse yet about anything. So, uh, yeah, it's like dealing with uh, emotionally disturbed or mentally challenged uh, children. This is a uh, a um, very good moment to just respectfully remember this article that came out uh, last year that I was a pot from ABC podcast with history of racially abusing indigenous Australians is featured at a conference chaired by Warren Mundine. And uh, there's me there. And remember it said a far right us media figure who has made racist attacks on indigenous Australians. Yeah. Because Australia was a, was a, was a country before the British got here, you know, like <laughs> yeah. as if, as if there were cities and bridges and things. Uh, I love how it says here, that uh, it's Elijah Schaefer, an American podcaster living in Australia, who complained to the crowd that politicians spoke in support of Aboriginals or the gay community rather than the Australian community. And that's just absolutely insane uh, that he would say here that he launched into a racist diatribe 
about Aboriginal people on a podcast episode in July speaking against The Voice. And um, what's insane about this is that this Uluru dialogue, so this this uh, Voice campaign was written by the Zionist lobby here, which was to reenact the Constitution of Australia to take power away from white Australians and to give it into the hands of drunk Aboriginals. <laughs> and I spoke out against it. And... Um, and the ironic part was was that it's like it doesn't get more funny than this, right? I don't like talking about this stuff, but you have the Zionist lobby creating legislation to tax and remove power from white people in Australia to give it to people that will destroy the country and me calling it out. I'm the bad yeah. guy. You're the bad guy in that case. And meanwhile, there is a prime example that you could show anyone of what happens South Africa. All you need do is look at what transpired post-apartheid in South Africa, and you will see a country once wealthy, once a, a world power, uh, just degraded down to uh, barely humans stealing copper, stealing uh, uh, pieces of the infrastructure to sell as scrap, and uh, not being able to fix things not being able to feed themselves. And now you have a, a once prosperous country. Uh, was it separate? Of course it was. There were uh, the Boers and, uh, and the Blacks, and, and the Boers are the ones that were running things quite well, as a matter of fact. And then you had your, your pop artists of the 80s do the I Ain't Gonna Play Sun City video and Bono and all the other characters in popular music of the day uh, boycotted Sun City, which was a big resort in South Africa. And it really brought the eyes, like we are the world, onto South Africa and the problems of apartheid and racism and whatnot. And they pretty much changed, completely got rid of the apartheid system. And now we look uh, 30 years or so later, uh, 40 years later, and it's a disaster. And that's the example that needs to be shown to people in Australia that want to give more of this uh, governmental power to uh, the aboriginals. And here in America, where you see a lot of these cities, these chocolate cities, they call them, with black mayors, black police commissioners, black board members, black everyone, and they're falling apart. They're bastions of liberal shit. And, uh, you know, that you got to look at, places that have already done this and see what happened and maybe take some um, advice from people that are noticing and say, hey, this might not be the way to go. No, and it might not. And I do want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors for today, last sponsor of today, which is the wellness company who is providing emergency kits for you guys. Now, guys, let me tell you about something very important here. The Wellness Company is providing an amazing opportunity for you to join their online health community if you don't trust the medical industrial complex and to get this emergency kit that helps you be prepared for the next crisis. Not with Band-Aids, which they do offer, by the way, a first aid emergency kit, which you should have in your home, in your car. But what's really cool about this is that this actually has ivermectin, Z-Pak, amoxicillin, and more, which you can save 10% at checkout with the coupon code OFFENSIVE. Now... Why do you need this? Well, like I mentioned, if you have any type of infection, bacterial, viral infection, they're probably just going to prescribe you a Z-Pak and amoxicillin. 
You're going to pay a crazy overpay. You have to take time out of your work day. You might have to take off work. So this thing will take, will pay for itself back just in your copay and in the time you take off work. But if you don't have insurance or you have bad insurance or you're really sick and you need to go to an emergency room, then you're going to have a higher copay and you're going to wish you had bought this. But this also has medication that they're planning to possibly outlaw or take off the market whenever they have the new viral virus X come out. Plus, when you buy this kit today, it can help you be prepared for anything, even from STDs, which they don't want me to talk about, but that's actually true. It is good to have in your home, uh, or if you're young or whatever, you have kids, this is just good because you can catch those things on toilets. It's disgusting. And many other common diseases. Check it out today. Go to twc.health slash offensive. That's TWC, the letters T-W-C dot H-E-A-L-T-H slash O-F-F-E-N-S-I-V-E for 10% off. Go to twc.health slash offensive today so that you can use my promo code offensive to get 10% off the emergency kit. All right, I'm joined by Anthony Cumia. Anthony, you know, we were talking a little bit, uh, if people are just joining right now, about what was going on here with the, uh, you know, the, the Zionist lobby working to uh, completely overthrow, uh, I would say, the, the sanctity and the freedom that's uh, left here. Now, to tell you how crazy Australia is, you know, America and Australia are both competing for who can be the shittiest police state. And I've always said that Australia wins at the uh, at the ground level. So when it comes to the assholeness and the thoroughness of like local police departments to make your life a shitty hell, they win. But when it comes to like important people and the federal level and the ability to like hack, invade and spy, the US takes the cake oh, every yeah. single time. So like I, I it's kind of like a jerk off competition, right? And it's like at the end it's like, well we're comparing who jerk each other off, but in the end we're both gay. So it's not really <laughs> like a great competition. It, you know, I I feel that that we're just give them both an award tonight. But to remind you how fucked up this country was, I was on the way back from a meeting last night and uh I'm on the highway, the M1, think of this like the 405 freeway, uh, you know, in LA. This is our main, our main highway. I almost crashed into the back of a vehicle because um, traffic stopped. And I thought maybe I, somebody must have died because traffic was stopped on the highway. Okay, this is mm -hmm. a proper freeway we call them in the US. And we start merging down into one lane. This is the busiest artery in the entire city. And it was a breath though. It was a DUI checkpoint on the fucking freeway. Oh, Jesus. They had us go down and merge to one lane. And it's like they do they were doing registration checks and breathos on the freeway at 8 30 p.m. at night. That's kind of taking police state to a new level. That's crazy. that's dangerous. Oh yeah, hell yeah. And it's uh quite sneaky because uh usually if they're doing a DUI uh checkpoint. Uh, there's somewhere to turn off. There's a place to make a U-turn, something like that. You are going through that checkpoint uh, if they put it on the freeway. But again, doesn't sound like they really balanced out the, the benefit of maybe taking a couple of drunks off the road with the danger of uh, putting a, a 60 or so mile an hour uh, uh, road into one lane and stopping everybody. So uh, yeah, that's a police statey kind of thing to do. I hear you. You know what they do something even crazier too that they don't do in the US. So what they do is they set up breathos on the exits of a of a of a highway for 50 kilometers, which oh. in America it, so you'd have to literally like basically if you were trying to get off to go home, you would have to drive all the way down to like Sydney, like a whole nother city like 6 hours away <laughs> if you wanted to avoid a breathos. So they'll hit every exit 
for 50 kilometers and waste millions of US, I mean, not US, but millions of taxpayer dollars to just yeah. ticket people and put people in jail. And I want to remind people that you're not going to go to jail if you're Aboriginal, but if you're white, you will. And oh. that's why this place is crazy. I watched, I, I mentioned this the other day, that this guy like got arrested, got charged, and got an $1,100 fine for not registering his car that he owned. And then an Aboriginal in the same police show stole a car under the influence, crashed the car that wasn't his, had a weapon on him, and then got let out the same day with a thousand dollar fine. So we it's like have that we have that in New York. It it's one of the biggest trends these days is to see how heinous a crime a black man can commit and still be out on the streets uh later that afternoon. We had uh four or so of these illegals uh, beating up on some NYPD, uh, the police up in uh, New York City. Uh, and they were out that same day. They just, and they're flipping the bird to uh, the news cameraman and the other police officers. And, uh, you know, no, again, no, no like remorse or, or anything thinking maybe they did something bad. They were happy with the fact that they assaulted police and were out uh that very afternoon it's it's this is what's going on not only in america or australia you know across europe uh you're seeing a lot of these uh uh illegals uh migrants they want to call them uh coming into these countries and completely turning them on their heads and uh, the police are incapable of doing anything about it because the prosecutors the district attorneys the the judges they have no interest in putting these people in jail. They want them out on the streets, horrifying and terrifying the citizenry, while at the same time preventing the citizens from doing anything within their power to protect themselves, like uh, taking guns away or restricting uh, your Second Amendment right here in the United States to the point where you are not capable of using the best tools available to you to protect yourself because they said so. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting too, is I brought this up with like the police state, you know, you had all this stuff going on and there was this really ominous tweet that went, uh, went out yesterday or the other day. Uh, and I brought this up. If you can go to my screen here, the Australian Jewish association whom we love, and I wish would just take my money away and give it to more black people. I like, I, like, I don't even, I'm being serious, Anthony, I'm being so serious. Like I really, oh, I'm sure. I just, I can tell. I just want to fund more wars and like I just want to kill Palestinians. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's hard for me to sleep knowing that there are still Palestinian children that breathe. And <laughs> it's yes. true. You know what I mean? So it's like I like so if you and you're asking me, isn't that pretty savage? Uh I'm a fucking patriot, okay? All right? I'm a patriot. A patriot. I <laughs> even pop my peas. And so uh I pop my peas like I pop the brains of uh, six-month-old babies um, that are in homes because they raped our women. So we got to kill their babies, as many as possible. Anyway, speaking of that, my hatred for Palestinians continues. As um, the Australian Jewish Association sent this out, and I want to get your take on this. Uh -huh. They had said it's not the 1930s or 40s. We are not asking you to understand us. We are not asking you to love us. We are now simply warning you, Ooh. do not mess with us, the Jewish people. Wow. And uh, I like what uh, 
I like okay, we'll take that off Ooh, the screen. Geez, some of the responses. There was there was some pretty anti-Jewish stuff on the screen, right? Don't mess with us with these. I, I think that was supposed to be anti-Jewish. Um, we are not asking you to love us, blah, blah, blah. As this person said, what are you who are you talking to the world? What the F is wrong with you? Eh. So there was yeah. There's pretty mixed re re rapport with this, right? People, some people were saying, "Hey, I really support this. It's about time that they fucking start threatening people in their own countries." Yeah. Um. Other people were saying, "Hey, maybe, maybe if you want to be welcomed in a country, you shouldn't be threatening people in their own country to accept you." I'd love to know your take on this because this was very controversial, and you're no stranger to controversy. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually the the signature thing at the bottom there the jewish people uh how come whenever you have a group of people like blacks or or the jews or anything and you say something like you people or you know you say wow there certainly is a lot of theft in your uh within amongst your people or uh your people seem to run a lot of the media outlets and they're like hey 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 don't where don't paint us with a a wide brush like that. We're we're individuals. There are some that do this and some that do that. But when it's convenient for them, then they unite. Uh, where every single one of them are a member of some singular organism that you dare not mess with. So, uh, you know, it. What is it? Are you you people? Or are you singular uh, individuals judged individually on uh, certain things? But uh, the the Jews of late, I think they've been taking a lot of uh, flack from uh, from the world, uh, which is long overdue. Quite frankly, I'm going to be uh, quite honest about this, and they're not used to it. Uh, so instead of looking at history and go, "Well, how did we, we react to it back then?" Well, we got on box cars and were murdered. Now they seem like let's get out in front of this thing and start threatening people before uh, they start pulling some Third Reich shit on us. I do, but see, I don't get, understand this stuff. I, 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 I really don't get this, the nature of things. Because, you know, when I was talking to someone recently about, uh, I was talking about a little, oh, let me rephrase this. Okay, I'm going to pull back. I was talking to a few people about something. And a lot of people, obviously, um, are good people, which means that they don't pay attention to the news, okay? And that's, that's, that's a good sign. You're a good person. You probably don't pay attention to negativity. And I, and I salute you. And if you haven't been paying attention and you've been living in ignorance, which many people have that are good people, you can be both a good person and ignorant. And just because you're ignorant doesn't mean you're bad. It just may mean that you're not useful when it comes to fighting, but it also is a, is a motivation for me to fight because it reminds me that the minds of the ignorant are fair game and they're up for grabs and I want to make sure they don't fall into the wrong hands, especially of those that I love. But, you know, I know when I talk about certain things, I come across as extremely ismy, uh, isty, um, and, uh, you know, whatever it is, xenophobic, you know, phobish. <laughs> yeah, I come across that way because the things I'm talking about are difficult for me to say. Now, I want to look at Anthony on the screen here for a second. It's like, when you tell people, and Anthony, I'm going to call you this. Like, it's like, it's like when I call, I'm going to call you a wigger because you are a slave because there is no need to enslave people to pick cotton today when you can enslave them through compound interest, 
right? Like Napoleon said about, you know, with when you have compound interest, basically, you, you essentially create a slave class of people um, because people are slaves to their credit card debt. Mm. Uh, they are slaves to their student loans. They are slaves to their home loans and their, their changing interest rates. The fact that they're, you know, they're talking, they went from 10 year mortgages to 15 year to 30 year to now they're talking about multi-generational mortgages. I don't know if yeah. you've seen this, uh, new multi-generational mortgages. This stuff is usury and it is evil. And I spoke to someone that I know about usury and I got convinced them that usury was evil and that it must stop. It is a sin in the Bible. They're Christians. So I explained to them that it's a sin and they agreed. I shouldn't, the Bible says it's wrong. They agreed. Now, if you're not a Christian, you don't believe in the Bible, that's okay. Then I showed how it affects societies, how it's competed with kingdoms, how it's competed with the ethos of nations, how it destroys a country, not just through the debt to the, not just through the slavery to the debt, but the idea of taking home ownership out destroys the dream of families. It creates a lack of direction, which increases chance of suicide, drug abuse mm. in men, prostitution in women. Like there's a lot of a lot of side issues that this brings up, and people who've agreed with me. And then when I explain to them who's behind this, who's controlling this, it reminds me of that commenter that said, I don't like that you're on this race shit. They go, no, stop. They always tell me, stop, stop, just stop right there. So they literally talk to me like, like that. And people that are watching this may, may be familiar with this happening to you. They go, stop it. I don't want to hear that. Don't go down that road. Right. And I go, listen to me. It's like, I'm telling you we're in a home and there's, we're surrounded by, by people. We thought we were our friends and they're trying to kill us and we're going to have to kill them first in order to get out of the house and I, and you're my wife and you're telling me, please don't hurt them. Please don't hurt them. And I'm going, okay, look, they're trying to kill us. I don't want to shoot anyone. I didn't want to be here. I don't like that. I'm here. And I, why would I want to be in a situation where I have to shoot my way out of a house? I don't want to fucking be here. You know, I might not make it out of this alive. Like you think I like this and they treat you like you just wanted to get here. Didn't you? And you're going, you stupid bitch. I'm going to do what we have to do to save the family. And it sucks, but let's do it. And I feel like that's where I am right now. And I don't know where mm -hmm. you are, but it's like, look, if you want to call me a mean guy because I'm going to have to shoot my way out of the house, go ahead. But in the end, it's your it's your ass and my ass or theirs. And I at this point, I notice. And I'm, and I'm not going to back down, and I don't think people are backing mm -hmm. down. And that's why we're getting aggressive with like, we don't care anymore if you accept us. Right. Fuck you. Don't threaten us. Cause what, or what, or what are they saying? Right. Or right. what? Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying when I say like the, uh, the Jews are catching a lot more flack these days because people are willing to speak up. Now people for years, for fucking generations were petrified to say anything about, Hey, uh, it seems like Jews run a lot of the media. Hey, it seems like Jews uh, really are in charge of the banking and, and loans and, and uh, like you were just talking about mortgages and uh, people were petrified to say that it was said, it was said and noticed by everybody, but no one really said anything about it uh, in public, especially it, there's a certain freedom in being canceled uh, because I was able to talk about a lot of stuff well before today. Uh, for many years, I was bringing up uh, the problems with um, 
blacks in in uh, violence, uh, black violence in the, these communities, and and uh, Jewish ownership of media, and and the total monopolization of the financial institutions by uh, Jewish people, and the, so uh, there's something freeing about it. But you do have to be in a certain situation. I can at least kind of understand people that you would say, oh, come on, suck it up, be brave, say something. It's the only way things are going to change. But when you're looking at your livelihood, your reputation, uh, relationships with your family members, things like that, uh, it's kind of hard to just pull the trigger on that and start speaking the truth that you know to be true uh, when you know it's really going to fuck your life up. Um, but like I said, once you do it, and sometimes like myself, I was forced into that position later on. I, I'd spoken openly about a lot of racial things, especially for many years. But uh, once you get that and the, the hammer falls and you've been canceled, you can breathe and you go, oh, that the chains are off of me. I can now say whatever the fuck I want. And uh, it's awesome. <laughs> And that's why I want to remind people, shameless plug here, you can get your Noticer t-shirt as well. I got one here. You can get this t-shirt at slightlyoffensive.com slash shop. Uh, support the noticing because we do lose a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, we, we're suspended from YouTube right now. Yeah. And what's what I want, what I want to say, noticing, shout out. Like, that's the other N-word. Dude, you're so correct. But this is what I want to say to the people watching this. You know, I, I don't like... Okay, I come from Conning, right? And I and I worked in big conservative media. I still have I still have opportunities. I kind of still do, right? I'm kind of adjacent. I still work as a journalist. I still work with the Trump campaign. I still work with the GOP behind the scenes mostly, but I still mm -hmm. work work in 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 big conservative politics. Um, but I also work with Gavin now too, which is fantastic. But I'm completely independent, so meaning I don't have contracts. I'm not an employee of, right. of the GOP of the Trump campaign or of, of censored or anything. I just make my content, I do whatever the fuck I want. And if they don't want to air it, if they don't want to do it, then they can do whatever they want, they can fuck off. But I'm going to say whatever I want. I'm going to do whatever I want and no one's going to tell me. And I've had advertisers recently tell me, hey, I don't like that you said this and I said, fuck off, then don't advertise yeah. on my show. I don't yeah. give a shit, fuck you. They're like, well, you know, it's a good it's good money. And I said, okay, okay, bye, fuck you. Literally just a fuck you, goodbye. And I'm not going to shit on them publicly because I don't do that either. I don't think that's good. But I will say, like, we're here we're suspended off of YouTube. We have no way of hitting our largest audience. We uh, we are basically, uh, there's there's some outage problems, meaning everyone's numbers are about halved on Rumble tonight. And look mm. at this. This is where I give a shout out to you guys. We have no deals. When you look at the, the top 10 shows right now, you look at what's going on on, on Rumble. Okay. Yeah. And these are all friends, right? Fresh and Fit has a deal with Rumble. They're featured on the front page. Okay. Badlands Media, huge account. Infowars is a network, okay? Miss this guy, deal with uh, this guy's a deal with with Rumble network. Network deal with Rumble. I Bannon's War Room is a network, and I think right. they also have a deal with Rumble. We are a completely independent show with no deals, with nothing, and we still make it every time we're live, even when there's outages and there's problems. <laughs> yeah. We compete either in the top five or the top ten shows on alt media without even tapping our audience live. And, and, I, and the reason why I bring that up is it's not because it's like, oh, we're so cool or anything. It's because I know that people are tired of, they're mm -hmm. tired of the bullshit and they're noticing too. And that's why you guys come and support the show. And that's why I can say fuck you to people that are, 
that are advertisers telling us what to say. That's why I can say fuck you to the big conservative media. That's why I don't have to take their money because yep. you guys who watch this have said enough is enough as well and we're going to support. And by the way, I've just got a call from a few other people wanting to make deals and stuff because in the end, people watch the show and you guys support the show. And, you know, as you see with Shane Gillis, even though he was canceled from SNL, being invited back on SNL. Yeah. Look, numbers are don't lie. And an audience dedication and people don't lie. And this group of people has been so real. I mean, you know that with Compound as well, right? And everything you yep. do is like, people have had enough of the fuckery. They just want someone that's real. Even if they don't yeah. agree, it, they want you to be real, not Israel. <laughs> no, no doubt, man. That's why, you know, when I kicked over... Uh... Uh, as compound media and, and started that up. Uh, it was, like I said, freeing. It was, I wasn't beholden to anybody. I, I didn't have to worry that, uh, something was going to be cut off or I was going to be fired or that phone was going to ring. And it was going to be my agent saying that the general manager was pissed about this and coming for a meeting tomorrow. Uh, just all that aggravation about doing nothing more than voicing my opinions on what I'm seeing uh, in the world, which was why they hired me in the first place. That was my job. Comedic satire and parody of world events and culture and uh, man shit and whatever. Uh, they hired me to do that. And when I did it, uh, they fired me because they didn't like what I was saying. Hey, those are my opinions. That's what I'm saying. And the only reason Compound Media has been around for 10 years now and been successful is because there's a fucking audience for it. People want it, like you said. People wanted to see it. There's a supply, uh, there's a demand. That's that's how it works. And, uh, you know, people could say whatever they want. Um, they could talk shit. But the bottom line is the bottom line. If people are coming on board and watching and you're showing up on the top shows every time you, you uh, fire up your system there, uh, you're good. That's how shit works. That's how shit gets done. Yeah. And I think people don't understand too. It's like, you know, again, we can keep it, we can keep it mainstreamy, right? I mean, like if you go here for a second, it's like, you can see right here in the middle, like I just released a gateway pun at my last show on there. It's done like what 50, almost 45,000 views in the last couple hours. And people say, oh, these aren't impressive numbers. But the problem yeah. is, is that this, this audience is actually more dedicated and it actually is. And I think, you know, this with compound and I, that's why I, I like to give praise to you guys watching this because I, I want to tell you how important you are and how absolutely appreciated you are um, and you don't understand because, you know, it's kind of like the idea of, you know, whores versus the wife, right? Like, it's like, you know, you, you, you see people out there that are like, oh, look at this chick I'm fucking. And it's like, hey, buddy, that's an escort. And he's <laughs> like, so what? And you go, well, you know, I paid her $600 to fuck her. And you go, okay, yes, she's hot but I could pay your $600 too and have sex with her. And he's like, and so what? And you're going, okay, that's, that's, what are you trying to prove to me by telling me this? And it's like, well, you know, look at how hot I can, I have 10 girls in my room and you're like, but it cost you five grand. That's, you know, maybe we've, people have been there, you know, maybe you've got to do that, whatever. I'm not judging you, but what I will tell you is I'm saying you don't understand. That's not how, that's the difference between you find a wife and you're going, Hey, I found a woman who, who I can cherish, who can raise my kid, who I will provide for, right? that I can pay for. It's a different kind of paying for that I'm yeah. providing for, right? You're not paying for a service. 
You're providing for access for a experience for life. And it's a different value system. So a lot of these viewerships, they get like hundreds of thousands of views. Their viewers are like whores. They're like, they're just like dumb sluts and they're having casual sex with them. And it's, yeah, let's fun. You get to fuck, you hang out, whatever, but it's not anything meaningful. And mm -hmm. so everyone's like, well, I got, you know, 200,000 views, 300,000 views. Yeah. But your audience is a bunch of fucking idiots and you're a retard too. And so you guys <laughs> together are like a fucking bastion of chlamydia. You're a poor orgy of a show. And so I don't necessarily want that. So I want a wife. I want somebody to value. And so when these, the people that watch these shows, that watch Compound, that invest, that support directly, by the way, there at censor.tv, use my promo code offensive. You guys, please join. Thank you for joining. It keeps the show on the air. It keeps it real. And, uh, and we're going to keep expanding and they're they're funding a new documentary. I'm going to Europe. So they're doing a fucking amazing job with this show because you guys are supporting. But when you go to awesome. Compound and stuff, it's like the wife, right? It's like a real audience. It's yep. the real meat. It's commitment. And we know that we're fighting this together. Like we're all going to be against a wall together. And it's like, <laughs> you know, my last word's going to start with an N and end with an er, you know? So it's like, <laughs> let's go out together. No, absolutely, man. Yeah, the audience, uh, they get it. Um... You know, when you're talking about uh, the, the guy and, and the whore as opposed to somebody, a, a wife, somebody that's going to be there for you, that actually uh, uh, cares for you. Uh, this society, and, and here in the States especially, I, I see it all the time, there is a concerted effort to brainwash the youth of this country into thinking that's some kind of an evil thing. Uh, the family unit, loving uh, people. Uh, keeping close with your your brothers and sisters and and having that family unit that loyalty to your your family uh they they're trying to make that seem like a bad thing like something to be joked about and made fun of and be ashamed of and uh, when you see something like google's uh, attempt at uh, brainwashing ai try putting in a happy white family someone did that and it would not uh, put out a photo based on that text. It just wouldn't do it. And and whenever it did put out a photo of a happy family, they were black or lesbians or gay or uh, the father wasn't there. And uh, then the the uh, uh, text would tell you that this is a great example of the diverse families that we have in this country. It's a way to brainwash uh, the the up and coming citizens of any country into thinking that traditional values and ethics and morality and ideology of, of, of uh, what built a country and a society is something to be ashamed of and not uh, join up in. Well, and that's why I wanted to, I want to play a couple of videos here. This is where uh, typically about this part of the show and uh, Kumia, uh, first of all, I'm really happy. I'm going to be going back to the, to, uh, to visit soon. And I think it'll be good to meet with you and a lot of people uh, in person to do content, I'm much more fun mm -hmm. in person because I typically dress up and uh, do re retarded stuff, but I want to <laughs> show you two videos and uh, I want to show you two sides to uh, black people, which I want to—I I enjoy their simplicity and childlikeness can actually be enjoyed. Um, sometimes <laughs> I call the black them God's community. little clowns every so often. They're like yeah, God's little clowns. Be, you just—they're God's funny. little clowns. So here's here's uh everybody says to me, you know, oh, I tell people I have a black friend. You know, I have black friends. I'm not racist, 
And when I say I have black friends, here's what I'm talking about. Here's meet my black friend. I don't hate Jews. I'm critical of them, but I don't hate them. That doesn't mean that I'm anti-Semitic. You wore a Nazi armband. That doesn't that doesn't make me a hater. I don't. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh my god! Awesome. Oh yeah. well, yeah, you know that's the black. That's a good one, right? It's like it's like that's what I said. Uh, yeah, you do you have black friends? Yeah, I have a black friend, and then they meet. I'm like, okay, makes more sense. Yeah, okay. By the way, whenever anyone uh like gives you shit about, because I've gotten that before. It's like, oh yeah, I'm such a racist. I have black friends. I've had black friends that have come over the house and uh, come to parties and stuff. And they're like, oh, that old thing. It's like, no, not that old thing. It's true. If you have black friends, why would a, a real, crazy, irrational racist who just hates on the fact of, of hating and skin color alone, uh, why would I have any black friends? So it does hold some weight, assholes. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, you go to pay for something, and then they're like, you pull out cash, and they go, that old stuff? And you're like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People have been using that for yeah. centuries, and you oh, go, yeah it's, what? "Yeah, it's money." Yeah, you want to use that to buy stuff? You think that's just going to pay for stuff? They were using that stuff back in the 1700s. You're like, uh, "Actually, that, that money actually had gold backing anyway." But also, uh, speaking of the of the devil, yeah, it still works. And so that's where I think the dismiss the dismissiveness comes, and that's a yeah. whole that's a whole fallacy that I think we can we can always remind people: don't be intimidated by the presentation of arguments because I noticed myself, that's what I noticed the biggest weakness growing up in California, growing up in Los Angeles. If you're new to the show, that's why I am the way and talk the way I am. It's my disguise, but I'm from, I'm from LA, central LA. So I have, I have the accent. I've got the movements. We're a part of it. it's in my blood, but the LA side of things was like, because the masses believe it, they present it like, you know, like abortion, like, well, you're a man. Why don't, why don't you have an opinion? And, as we go through this, that's why it's really important to step back and to be prepared. The Bible says to be ready to give a defense for your faith. And I want to remind you guys, be ready to give a defense. Spend time thinking about arguments because in those situations, there's two simple answers to that. You ask the people, can men be women too? And then they say, yes, they can, which they have to admit that. And then you say, okay, in this moment, I am a woman and I have an opinion. And you can take that stance and they cannot discredit you. And, or if you want to take a more intellectual route, which I don't necessarily suggest, you can always say this, you know, how is a baby made? They say, you know, it's a woman's body, her choice. You say, how is a baby made? And they say, well, you say, does a man ha not have a role in making the baby? Go, yeah, but it grows inside of the woman. And so you go, okay, that's completely fine. Like that's completely fine. But then you can, you can go down that argument and you can explain them and you can argue with them as a person. And then they don't have black people don't have rights because, you know, ultimately speaking, they're growing inside of a country. And, you know, even though they're in the country, the, currently the, the, the land belongs to the government and the country, and it's not really of the people. So Kim Jong-un has a right to kill as many of his citizens as he wants because it's his country and he owns it and it's his property and, you know, yada, yada, yada. You can go down that road. I don't suggest that. But I just want to say, you know, don't be intimidated by their arguments because they come no. across in this way like, so you, oh yeah, everybody says they have black friends. And you go, yeah, because objectively speaking, having black friends would mean that I have a tolerance for black people. <laughs> yeah. Which is, uh, which is then they, because you don't, they, they go for the ever argument. So what are you saying? Your argument is invalid. End of story. There you go. Yeah. And they, they say that 
in a way to try to get you, but they're the retards. You're yeah. not. And I want to remind you that's because there's another type of black person, Brian, bring this up, an Amazon driver. Oh. Did, did you see this? Yeah. Check this out. yet what just happened here i'm gonna be playing that in the background while you break this down so what, what what's going on here like this is the, the crazy, question this crazy. is he it looks like he's looking around like it doesn't look like he's not paying attention look he's looking right where a train was was coming the train hits him from the driver's side and and you could see it's moving in that direction he had just turned his head that way how did he not see a train <laughs> a few feet away from him that literally splits this vehicle in half. He's one of the luckiest guys I've ever seen on one of these accident videos to uh, emerge without a scratch uh, from it. But I don't get what he was looking at, if not a train barreling down on him. I also like the fact my favorite part was that he was wearing his mask too, which was really good here. And the train just barrels through by the way because this could have been bad like the seat could have gotten caught on a oh, wheel yeah. or something like he could have been just lost everything and it's it is remarkable video every time i watch it he's got i don't think jeff bezos is going to be too happy about this because when you watch the dash cam footage i could just see the person who who uh monitors the dash cam the, the company right because they hire companies that can alert yeah. the company if there's an accident or whatever um, but this is to show you that these companies trust these people so little that they have to use AI to track them to do their basic job. And then you go, yep. that sounds creepy. Why do they have to track them to do their basic job? And you're like, well, because they may end up on a train track with their car split in half and they need to make sure that they're not, you know, liable for any lawsuits to sh prove that these people are as dumb as they think they are. And that's what I got from this is that while AI, I think, is, is eventually going to be used primarily for evil, yeah. I understand how they're going to get it into place because people are retarded. Yeah, like, it's people. everything, everything that winds up invading your privacy and uh, making you a slave to money and credit cards. Everything, every single thing is always presented to you, the people, initially, as one of the greatest conveniences ever. We... Uh, there was always speculation, especially when I was growing up, before any real computer, uh, widespread use of computers, uh, there was this fear of a government entity, like an orb that floats around in sci-fi movies that had a camera on it and it would watch what you did. And if you did something the government didn't like, uh, you would get in trouble for it and have to pay the, the price. Or... Uh, government agents knocking on your door and seeing what you're doing in your house. And uh, this was the science fiction version, a version of a totalitarian government. Well, the idea of, of that is frightening because it goes against 
what we love as Americans, especially freedom and the right to choose what we want to do. And uh, the truth of the matter is, though, we became our own rats. We became that floating orb with our phones, so willing, ready, willing, and able to just record each other and rat each other out and get each other canceled. And we willingly and freely gave up our own privacy, our social security numbers, credit card numbers, where we were born, mother's maiden name, all that shit. We just vomited it up into the cloud where it's now available for anyone to hack or use nefariously uh, against you or society uh, as a whole. And it never took a twisting of an arm or, or you know, a hot poker in your eye. It just took, hey, check this out. You're going to want this. You're literally going to stand online and wait to buy it for an exorbitant amount of money. And, and if you leave your house without your tracking rat device, you will, no matter where the fuck you are, turn around and pick it up and like a fucking elk you're fucking walking around so they can now track you and get all the info they need because you are your own fucking rat and that's what wound up happening to uh to us as our free thinking free americans sad it is sad and it's miserable but not like your background by the way which i have to say congratulations on that it looks really good. I like oh, your thanks. new set down there. I think it looks really nice. It, yeah. And it is hard remote. As I've mentioned to people, I'm my, my studio is uh, under just blown up. So I'm in my, my room and it's just hard to be moving studios all the time, moving around the country. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully, can you hear me all right? I don't even know if the oh, sound is good in this room. Perfect. Yeah, I hear you fine, man. All right, that's good to know. Because I want to, I want to say this. Uh, you know, you've been going for a long time. I don't think we're slowing down anytime soon. But I want to bring up a few more stories here, which is the idea of um, people being so emboldened today that they admit crimes and they don't think there's going to be any accountability. This guy on Twitter had posted this that uh, he edits his picture so he can get his money back on DoorDash. So basically, this is what his thing looks like. Like this, I'm assuming that's the right one, and then he edits it so to make it look raw, which. By the way, this is such a uh, scholarly thing to do because to me, that looks like more of a proper burger. That doesn't look uncooked yes. to me. That looks like how it should look. Right. And I know I know he's not saying that that's the wrong burger because there's no way that they're going to return a burger for being overcooked, right? That's just not possible. Um, yeah. And burgers don't taste bad overcooked. I'm just going to say this to people. Stop being such a bitch about your steak being medium rare. Like, look, if you cook a steak at home and you accidentally go medium or medium well, just fucking enjoy the steak or do something like not being a bitch. If it's like medium well, then cut the steak up, grill up some fucking onions and make a steak sandwich. Like, don't be a bitch. Everyone's like, oh, I'm fucked up my steak. You didn't fuck up your steak. You changed the recipe. So... <laughs> go put it on a sandwich. You know what I mean? I don't know. Everyone's such, so gay today with their steak. Yes. Is it better medium rare? Yes. And also if you order it rare, fuck you. There's no even reason to do that. Just fucking eat it raw. If you're going to eat it rare, medium rare is how it should be cooked. And, yes. and, and in the end, like I said, if, if you fuck up your steak, you didn't fuck it up. And then if it's well done, by the way, I always say to people, if it's well done, chop it up, throw some veggies in a pot, a little soy sauce, a little, you know, hoisin sauce to make yourself a fucking stir fry. Well done meat is great in a stir fry. That's just to say to you guys who constantly tell me if my meat's overcooked or not when you see pictures of my dinners, fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, 
this is pretty crazy, right? Like, like when you look at this, that they're just saying they do this and they're not joking and nothing happens. Yeah, it, it's amazing the lengths people will go to to try to get some kind of viral uh, uh, sensation uh, on social media. They will admit to doing things that are uh, criminal at times. I don't know how how criminal that actually is. Um, it's unethical, I think, and it's kind of a shitty thing to do. Um, but uh, yeah, people are willing to, especially exploitation of their kids. That's one thing that I just cannot understand uh, that, that that people will do on Instagram or TikTok or any social media, really, is the exploitation of their children, making them perform like circus seals, uh, dressing them provocatively. Uh, these are uh, things that, that parents do with their own kids to try to ga gain some popularity and notoriety. Uh, either mo for monetary reasons, which I don't even know how much money you're making on one viral video, but more so almost like a Munchausen uh, by proxy syndrome to get attention. People want attention. And that's why, by the way, a little tangent that I think so many uh, Hollywood celebrities have transgender children because as a, a an actor, you can't be an actor unless you have this psychotic need for attention. Uh, they all have it. They need attention. And you got to use everything in your power, even your children, to do that. So way beyond any uh, uh, nationwide average of transgender children, uh, Hollywood, their, their whole community, has an insane number of trans kids because their parents are attention whores who need to be able to walk up to someone and go, oh, my kid, they're trans. As this, uh, you know, like it used to be to have a, a little toy fucking poodle in a Gucci bag or something. That's the latest fashion accessory is a, a young boy walking around with long hair in a dress. Uh, it's all out of attention. They're attention whores. They literally, dude, they literally are. They want to bring this up here, uh, which I thought was pretty crazy, is the idea of people on here, too, like laughing about it uh, and people saying, you know, oh, hey, like edit your hash, uh, edit, edit the ash off your hands next time. <laughs> it's so funny, <laughs> ashy hands. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, but people being like, how you bro and wasn't even how you bro me and wasn't even following me. SMH. Have you ever spent time on black Twitter before? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's wild, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to I want to look into Black Twitter for a second, but a shout out to some of the super chats. Reminding you guys, we are on Rumble. You can send Rumble rants and super chats. This is a live show. I did I I did like a pre-recorded show, and in the future, because you guys are retarded, uh, and cried. By the way, I did a show. This is what I'm gonna say. I I, uh, I take the same mentality that Nick Fuentes does, and a few other people, where it's like. I am not a fuck. I don't want a fucking monkey. And so when I, I like, sometimes I have my life, I have to pre-record shows. And so I had, I was like, you know, I'm gonna take a show off on a Friday, but I decided to pre-record it because I was going to give people something to watch. You know what I mean? And I was like, Hey, I care about the SOBs. I care about you guys, but I'm not your fucking slave. And there was a bunch of these people who apparently are like normally big super chatters that were crying in the chat about the fact that it was pre-recorded because they said yeah. in a super chat, which by the way, I just said, 
they, so this new thing that Gen Z started doing, which is the gayest thing ever, is I want a refund for my super chat. Which, by oh, the way, God, no. I actually don't fucking care. So you can have a refund. Like I, I, you don't get refunds. There's no such thing. But that night, I was like, you know what? I literally said, I don't know who you guys are, but you can have your money back. Like I literally just don't care. It wasn't even like this virtue signal thing. It was just like, okay, I don't care. I mean, I, I wasn't. I was pre-recorded. Yeah, you can have your your super chats back. And uh, they continued to cry in the chat about how they, um, this is pre-recorded. This is yeah. a scam. So I have permanently banned them from being able to chat on the show. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, we send money. Do you know how much I don't like? And I mean this genuinely. I'm appreciative of your super chats. Right. And we have one here. And I'll read it in a second. I'm appreciative. And I'm really grateful. But I will never let anyone use money to manipulate my actions or my behavior. There you go. Whether you're Jewish or you're Gentile, whether you're a man or you're a woman, whether you lie to the media to make me seem like a criminal, whether you gossip to people, it's not gonna fucking work. You can get me fired from jobs, you can do whatever you want, it's not gonna change me because I don't fucking get manipulated like that, okay? so. It's like if you're a super chatter and you want to be awesome and you want to super chat and you want to be a part of the community, you want to support, I greatly do appreciate it. But if you ever fucking start crying and trying to manipulate my actions with money, fuck you. Honestly, yeah. that's why that's why I keep that mentality of like people people will be like, okay, well, super chatter said, well, I'll do this. Dude, fuck you fucking cunt bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> you 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 let people you like, I won't be controlled. I won't be controlled by uh networks. I'm independent. But you let random people control you for five dollars, you're a fucking idiot. You just couldn't get a job in a network and then you pretend to be independent. But I won't let anyone control me over money. I don't know how you feel about that, but like that's how I feel with the super chats and stuff. Is like, what the fuck happened to people thinking because I'm donating money, you're a fucking monkey and I can tell you what to do? No. Yeah, I, I have the same kind of bug going on, a beef going on with the uh... The subscribers of Compound Media sometimes, and the large majority, the vast majority of them are totally chill and cool with what I do. But there's always one or two that have to try to give you shit. You know, they're paying you money. It's the same kind of people, I think, that say, like, to cops, I, I pay my taxes. I pay your salary. <laughs> and now they expect the guy to jump and do flips for them and whatnot. Uh, I've been doing Compound Media for 10 years. I do a two-hour show Monday through Thursday. So I've been doing that for 10 years. Now, I've had some issues where I literally had to go in the hospital and they had to pry my chest open. I've wanted to maybe, maybe step back and take it easy a little bit. So I've been starting my show at 4.30 p.m. and going to 6 p.m. instead of 4 to 6. An hour and a half instead of two hours. Well... You would think I came over, grabbed this guy's mother, and started fucking her in the ass in front of him. He couldn't believe that for the low, low price of eight ninety nine, that uh, I have uh, uh, decided to maybe pull the reins back at my age, and maybe, maybe take an, a half hour uh, uh, on the day uh, and and start the show a little later. So you're always going to get those people, but you know. What do you, what do you do? You just kind of eat it and go, oh, okay, asshole. Now we're taking control back. That's what I'm saying. I'm taking control back. Cause I, 
I don't, I'm not gonna let that shit get out of hand. We got a lot of good people in the chat, by the way. Some of you uh, on there, by the way, members here saying, I appreciate you, Elijah. I don't, uh, I appreciate you too, but we do have this Bulldozer74 said, we watch your stuff because you are real. D you are a real digger, a ligger Muhammad. You are one of the few who I feel is speaking unapologetic truth. Grower Grant Gang representing. I will ask you this question. Are you a grower or a shower? <laughs> the classic question. I think uh, based on my own, you know, because uh, I'm pretty familiar with my own body, I would say a grower. All right. Shower's a little weird, you know? Yeah. It's like you're I feel like a shower always... might be an excuse of having a semi around the boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like you're always we're in the shower and it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, hey, do you have a boner? Oh, no, I'm just a shower. And you're like, kind of looks like semi erect. And it's like, no, I'm yeah, just a yeah. shower. And it's like, Showers might be a little gay. Dude, that's the new thing now. If you have a smaller dick, it's because you're extra straight. So you tell people, <laughs> be like, it's my, look, my dick might be small, but at least I'm not gay. So right. <laughs> we're in a good mood. Grower, everyone's typing Grower Gang in the chat, and they're there. Uh, Deb Stup said, cool set background, Kumia looks good. Send oh, a thanks, super chat man. just to tell you that as well. That's really awesome. Uh, and then we have that there. I do want to check the censored chat here as well. By the way, I'm still trying to get that meeting. I told you guys last night. You can tell Gavin. Go in the chat and fucking tell Ryan and Gavin to get on the tech guy to fucking take my phone calls. And I'm going to just... I'm sorry. I'm going to sound like a dick here and he's going to hate me for this. But it's like, dude, I've, I'm not getting texts back. I've called the CEO and we've he set up a meeting. We got no email back from him. This fucking new chat and stuff is supposed to be in place so that I can be like doing exclusive stuff on the website. And it's just not being put into place that I see. So I don't know. But uh, I can't. Yeah. Michelle. By said the way, you're in, you're in Australia right now. Yes, sir. So riddle me this. Uh, and it could be a rhetorical question. I don't need an answer because I don't think there is one. But how come the video looks great? There's no delay. There's no clipping or, or bullshit. And I can't get my show with Gavin on a Wednesday up to New York and out without it looking like uh, uh, it's real, uh, real audio from back in the fucking 90s. I don't, I don't get it. This looks great. Your feed looks great, man. This, okay, that's actually good news because I've, everyone knows I've been so fucking pissed at a lot of things. Uh, here's what we had to do, and I, it, this is where he's not going to do this, but he's going he's gonna to have to do this. While, when we're dealing with certain calls and guests, we've, we've had to dumb down the system, and this is, like, this is where even I'm 30, but I get boomer, is you have to use cheaper software like StreamYard or something Yes. when you want no delay and no issues. Because when you try to beam into people and you're using uh, vMix or you're using these, you know, original boards and different things. I'm not going to get all the tech with everyone, what it's all called. There's fancy names for everything. Um, but when you use a TriCaster or anything like that, the the ping and the delay yep. is it just it just doesn't work when you try to do like studio to studio, unless you're doing direct satellite and you're doing direct input, but even satellites, you see on the news, they have that where yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's there's the delay. So you have, you, I don't know what, you have to use cheap direct software where you're both in the you're same right. signal. And I think that people don't understand that like, 
yeah, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to, you know, sacrifice show quality. I want Ryan to have his faces and stuff. And it's like, yes, but when we were doing the show higher production quality, it was actually fucking up the show. Yeah. And in the end, yeah. people just want to hear what you have to say. The fancy graphics, the nice sets, the things, it's unironic that I'm in my fucking bedroom, right? <laughs> on a camera with a piece of paper, right? It's a piece of paper behind me. I think this is Brisbane. I think this is Brisbane City. I might be wrong. With Brisbane behind me, I don't even have a proper hair light on, so I'm blending in with the background. And ultimately we get thousands of people listening live yeah, yeah. because why they want to hear what anthony cumia has to say and i think that our boomer minds and also because you come from the establishment media i do too yep. gavin does um it's like everything's got to be high production value everything's got to be this we've got the tricasters and the fucking angles yeah yeah and then guess what i fucking dumbed down my show did the numbers go down fuck no they've actually gone up did my money go down it actually went up because I cut out a lot of production costs. Yep. So I don't, I just do it all my, you know, myself with Brian, who's in there, you know, and Mike, and we just kind of fucking go eight shows a week or whatever. So it's like, fuck it. I, I'm just saying, like, when you're saying, why is it bad? It's like, because we're fucking boomers Dude, and we have to have the fancy shit. You're so fucking right. Like you get, you get used to the fact that, no, I need more shit. I need more shit plugged into the system for it to be professional and for it mm -hmm. to work. And, you know, many years ago, even when I started Compound, uh, you kind of did need that equipment. There wasn't a lot of these uh, places like, like StreamYard and uh, uh, Zoom and, and whatnot to, to just pipe your show somewhere. Uh, but, yeah, now there is. But you, I'm still so in that boomer thing of, no, more things. We need more lights and switches. We need more of this or it's going to suck. Yeah. Exactly. You want, see, you want to see how shitty this 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 setup is? Ready for this? It's so shitty, like like such a shitty setup. That is what it looks like. Oh yeah, you're in a room. Hey, at least like, you got some key lights. It's literally like two newer panels, a black magic camera, and a fucking mic and an iMac. It looks like, great. It's the shitty with a piece of nine dollar piece of paper off Amazon that has wrinkles in it, and it's like. <laughs> And it's like, you know, I mean, and I don't, don't tell censored because they're, they're like, it's like, it's like, I have a studio, I have, you know, $20,000 cameras and all that shit. Right. And I'm just literally speaking here. Um, and, and, and that's a reminder to people too. That's when I see a lot of people who want to start shows or want to do things. And I, by the way, I'm no like, you know, 5 million views. So I'm not lecturing you like, here's how to be a famous person. But a lot of people are like, what do I do? What camera do I buy? And I'm like, you know, there are a lot of people out there who just fucking, I'm shooting in a bedroom. So just fucking put up a piece of paper yeah. and tell the truth. So that's all I have to tell people, to tell the fucking truth. But I'm with you. And I think what it is, though, and I want to bring this up. And I want to, because we got about 10, 10 minutes left on the show. But I want to bring this up with you that we need to be careful of. And, and we do this too. So I'm guilty with you and I'm not chastising you. A lot of times as we try to be the dissenters, it's not by choice, it's by default because mm -hmm. maybe we've been, I've been canceled many times except for the fact that it made me more popular and richer, but that's actually funny. And and I and I know like Sneak goes the same way or whatever, right? They try to take you down, I'm sure you're the same way as well. But you get to this point where you kind of like get canceled and you can kind of come back in and you go, okay, I don't want to go back in because those people mm -hmm. like, I don't want to give them power over my life. 
So then you go out to do your own thing. Now, you know when you're living an adventurous path when you don't know what's next. You know you're doing something kind of fucking cool when it's unpredictable and you are living on the precipice of excitement. However, when there's an establishment that you're kind of the anti-establishment, there's still this... um, like you want to be accepted by them. You feel like you have to prove yourself. A good example is like Daily Wire trying to make movies because they all wanted to be right. actors. Yes. Right. So they're, they're point. They, rather than rather than just making movies that don't have woke shit in them, they make anti-woke movies. So in in a way they become worse than what they're against because they get duped into this. I got to compete with Hollywood. We have to make. It's like mm-hmm. no, you don't. You can create a whole new ecosystem that right. doesn't even make movies because movies are a waste of, of of time. And there's plenty of good movies that aren't woke. Just promote those or produce those, right? So what? But the same thing goes with podcasting. Is it's like, well, you come from this big show and you come from you know big satellite radio and 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 you know or whatever digital radio. You come from TV, and it's like. You know that you can produce a show at the quality with the cameras and with everything. And so it's like, well, I kind of want to show that I can do this. But who's watching? Yeah. Who cares? In fact, fuck those people. Suck my fucking dick. And I always tell people, I used to tell people to suck my dick, but most of them like that shit. So I don't say that anymore because that's like a compliment. You know, suck my dick. They ask me where and when. So I, I'm just going to conclude with this is saying it's like, I'm guilty of this too. It's like, well... I can produce a studio and a show the same quality as a, you know, Blaze TV or something, but fucking why? That's when it's gay because now you have to have 20 people in a room. Right. And that creates conflict of interest. Look, I can say the same things here, do the same things here. The only difference that I'm going to do when I'm back in the U.S., which I'm going to do, is I'm going to start flying guests out in person and doing in-person shows, which I think A little are, hard in Australia to get them uh, Yeah. It's a 24-hour yeah trip to get here so yeah, it's tough yeah. plus 17 hours ahead you leave and you you arrive like three days later i'm just saying with us is like we got to remember we aren't competing and we're getting better engagement better views and the quality of our audience is better and there's just kind of like that's the deal we're creating an alternate ecosystem we're not competing and i think that that's like really hard to get through someone's head when you spent decades, you know, in this ecosystem and it's like, fuck them. I don't want their approval. Go suck a fucking dick. You faggot. Well, that's one of the most important parts of the podcasting thing. Cause everyone, I was talking about this the other day. Just everyone seems to have a podcast now. And, uh, most of them are at best forgettable. And, uh, a lot of them are just, you can't even watch it for, for, uh, uh, a few seconds so the important thing is content like what are you doing if you're just acting like someone else or you saw a podcast and you think it should look that way or you don't you're not passionate enough to come up with something on your own that you even want to talk about so you're looking at other people's minds and ideas uh, for material uh, that doesn't work uh, like you said, you don't need a shitload of great equipment. What you do need is to be yourself, be honest and uh, committed and passionate about what you're talking about. And there you have a fucking show, whether people are going to watch it or not. That's the crapshoot. You know, you never know. You might hit on something, hit a nerve where people want to tune in and watch. But uh, it does help. Like in my case, where I've already had 
uh, radio shows and whatnot. So I kind of had a built-in audience when I started this thing years ago. But uh, yeah, you, you need to just be dedicated and passionate, not try to bullshit your audience by being someone you're just not. Uh, and that seems to be the only real advice I could ever give on this, uh, this topic. Well, and I'm, and I'm with you on that. I, I think the authenticity thing is the key and it doesn't, it doesn't worry you. Um, it just shouldn't worry you and it shouldn't worry me. And I also think with, with the idea of, of what the content is like, yeah, you gotta just be yourself. And I see a lot of people trying to be somebody, I think a good example of that I mentioned him earlier on the show, but there's a lot of times like, uh, Nick Fuentes fans, you know, where it's like, they want to be him and yeah. so then they instead of instead of going on to cozy and i always say this instead of going on to cozy and saying how can i be my own voice and add to his uh platform or go on to censored and add to the platform or go on right. to, to compound it's more like how can i be a mirror of anthony cumia or a mirror yep. of gavin or a mirror of fuentes and then it's like not only are you not going to be as good of a version of someone else but you're also not going to be as popular yep. and people don't realize like, you know, when I was working at the blaze for a lot of years, I didn't go in trying to be like Glenn Beck. Right. And the problem that I thought with a lot of hosts there, and I, and I say this, you know, constructively and not in any rude tone. Cause you know, I have NDAs and I can't, you know, we shall not use the name of Voldemort, but I, I just, uh, I say this, a lot of the shows just try to be Glenn Beck. It's like, just have safe guests and safe topics. And, it's like, dude, you're not going to get as good of guests as Glenn Beck, okay? Mm -hmm. You're not yep. going to have as good of an interview as Glenn Beck. You're not going to have as long of a show, as good of sponsors. You're just going to be a less good form of Glenn Beck. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's what most of the people there do is they just try to be these safe political Glenn Beck shows. It's the same thing with Fox, right? It's like, you, you know, you're either the Tucker or you're the, you know, the Hannity or you're just a less popular Hannity, a less popular Tucker. Yeah. The reason why Tucker stood out or these people stand out is because they are them and they're successfully who they are. And so you don't want to capitulate online because some of the same reasons why someone may hate you and want you to conform is the exact reason why someone else may like you. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea and not yeah. everyone is going to like you. And that's how you find your tribe is by finding that a lot of people don't like you and you find out who does. And for me, the people who like me are retarded. So that's great, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know. Hey, they make a great retarded. audience. I, I agree. Exactly. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that. Yeah, safe is boring. The chat says red water on censored TV. Anthony, if people want to find you, if they want to follow you, if they want to support your work, how yes. can the uh, great SOBs, the slightly offensive backers, keep up with you and watch your show? Well, uh, Twitter is definitely the best place because that's um, all the time, all day, all night into the wee little hours of the morning. Uh, I am tweeting about the shit that is going on in this country and, and the world. There it is. Anthony Comey. It's my name. It's pretty uh, easy. Thank God Elon gave me that back. After seven years in exile, last year I did get this back. I, I was under many pseudonyms over the course of the years, but most people could tell it was me just from the content. Uh, yeah, on on. Uh, uh, YouTube, I am uh, Compound Media. Compound Media on YouTube. I stream on there. I stream uh, Call of Duty, or sometimes I just play PGA 2K23. Or most of the time, I'm talking. I talk like this, and we have a lot of fun there. But then uh, Compound Media, compoundmedia.com, uh, Monday through Thursday from uh, 4.30 p.m. 
to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Uh, I'm live in the New York studios this coming week. Uh, I know people like that because uh, I'm there with my crew and everything. And we do have a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks so much, man, for uh, for having me, Elijah. This has been really fun, and uh, I love what you do. And uh, another another person that's out there uh, doing the real deal. Hell yeah, I love you too, man. I really do support you. And I'm reminding you, Co Bob America first had said it's fucking go time elijah my retarded homie thank you for the super chat and also a reminder again we're not it's not the year of let's fucking go by the way it's the year of it's fucking go time because we're already in go time yep. and then sc medic said welcome to the free state anthony and is welcoming you to south carolina south carolina and, love uh, it. is letting love you know it. that and then i think uh here in the locals chat just a reminder if you guys are watching uh you can join the, the local chat which is the exclusive chat together and we are fixing it on censored but you can join directly right above anthony kumia right there at censored.tv promo code offensive it is uh you gotta join and he called me today told me we're doing pretty well on on sub on subs joining but the subscribers you guys this helps a lot plus brian who uh is um lovely directing the show takes time to cut the ads out of the show and upload after there so you can watch an ad free experience which is really nice and you get a free sh extra show on thursday nights which i did with ben australia talk if you like ben if you miss ben he uh, usually is here on fridays but since we had uh the blessing of having anthony kumia on we had ben on last night where we looked at lesbian plays in christian churches uh where they have turned the story of mary and joseph to a story of mary and oh, joe two fat lesbians together and they actually in church um say things like this like mary goes into a monologue it's a real play and mary's like i just don't want to just be a vessel that's just used to birth somebody like i'm nothing special reminding you that inside of her is the literal christ of god yeah she's yeah. the vessel to save the world and she doesn't feel special like she's just being used by god to, to be a birthing vessel a birthing canal it's the fucking funniest shit you've got to watch it it's only on censored tv uh where we can make fun of fat ugly ass lesbians <laughs> uh because they deserve to be ridiculed and lambasted uh so thank you guys for watching and supporting there anyway anthony thank you so much for coming on again my friend Thanks, it's been Roger. fantastic i'll see you next time guys anyway for nightly offensive here only on rumble right now we're live and remember monday we're live only on rumble as well and x because uh, we're suspended on youtube and at this point i have a call with uh with some people because we may just fucking give up on youtube entirely even though we've got almost six hundred thousand subs at this point it's like why even be there uh because it's just gay and not the good kind of gay uh, like it used to mean more happy. We're just sucks dick now. So thank you guys. Have a great rest of the week. Don't forget to get your notice or t-shirts at slightlyoffensive.com slash shop and check out our sponsors for today, which of course were the homemade jams and pickles and jalapenos from our very own slightly offensive backer at the, uh, you know, remember that's the fruitgravycompany.com promo code offensive. And of course, checking out our very own emergency kits that you guys have ordered and are helping you be prepared for the next issues at twc.health slash offensive. Have a great rest of the week. As always, I'll see you guys Monday and uh, may God bless the United States of America. I'm signing out.